This is a Tech Briefs Media Group podcast. Welcome to another Who's Who at NASA podcast. Today on the podcast, we have Susan Draper from NASA's Glenn Research Center. Susan, thanks for being with us today. You're welcome. So, Susan, uh, let's set the stage here. Can you talk a bit about uh, the current project that you're working on? I am working with... uh U.S. Air Force. It's a U.S. Air Force funded project, and uh, we are also working with uh, Aerojet Rocketdyne, and this is to improve the RL-10 rocket engine using additive manufacturing, and uh, in-house we are doing an in-depth characterization of electron beam melted manufactured titanium-6 aluminum-4 vanadium um, to eventually be used in, in a gimbal uh, structure. And what can these uh, materials withstand, this, this 3D printed material? What have, what have your tests shown? Uh, so far we have uh, tested this material under uh, cryogenic to 300F uh, testing using uh, low cycle fatigue, tensile testing, high cycle fatigue, uh, fatigue crack growth, and fracture toughness. And all the properties so far are showing uh, properties equivalent to or better than conventionally manufactured um, material. Why is that? The uh, the uh, microstructure of this has been characterized um, extensively, and it has uh, very few flaws, and the microstructure has a very fine uh, microstructure to it uh, compared to conventionally manufactured material, and uh, it's giving good properties. Mm-hmm. And can you talk a bit um, about why uh, this type of durability, this type of strength is, is so important uh, for the applications it's being used for? Um, well, for any application, you, you want to make sure that it has the, the properties um, to withstand what the structure uh, is designed to do. Um, so in this case, it's a, a gimbal. And while I'm not a gimbal designer, I know that it has to make, uh, have the properties uh, at least equivalent to what would be in a conventionally manufactured material. Uh, and what do you see as the exciting possibilities with this type of manufacturing method? What do you think of the possibilities with additive manufacturing? Well, 3D printing is exceptional for complex uh, parts where the part would require, say, a large block of material and then uh, machining out all of these uh, um, internal passages, internal parts of it, and possibly having brazed pieces attached to it like the gimbal does. Uh, The gimbal is basically a a hollow cone, but with any manufacturer, you don't have to start with a block material. You just build the the part as uh, the shape is required, and all the the brazed-on pieces can be built right on uh, as, as it's printing. And are, are there, do you see the applications, uh, especially for in-space manufacturing, uh, outside of space, where do you think it will be uh, most valuable? Uh, certainly for in-space manufacturing would be, um, would be very convenient as uh, something breaks up on a space station or um, in some kind of planet situation, uh, you would just manufacture the part as needed. Um, but it also is, is ideal for lots of different aerospace 
applications, anything with a, a complex shape that needs a lot of uh, machining, brazing, or welding. Um, some parts can only be made by additive manufacturing. Say you have a combustor liner that has an uh, uh, internal cooling passage um, that can't always be um, machined in, but it can be manufactured in using uh, 3D printing. Um, 3D printing will also be great for uh, making parts for retired engines where the parts are no longer in production, but you can go and make one part uh, much cheaper than you could uh, fabricate one single part using conventional manufacturing. Are you working exclusively with one type of material? What's the range? Here, uh, my project is exclusively on electron beam melted titanium, six aluminum, four vanadium, which is a very uh, common titanium alloy. It's a metal. Um, but here at Glen, we have other projects working on GR copper, a copper alloy. There's uh, quite a large group working on polymer additive manufacturing. Um, we're doing some super alloy uh, feasibility studies of additive manufacturing. So we have uh, a number of projects going on. Yeah. So what's uh, what's next for you in, in this in this current project? Uh, well, we have to complete all of our testing and analyze all the fracture surfaces and uh, write a report and, and uh, put it into a journal. This will be uh, key because a lot of the uh, properties that have been generated uh, so far on these materials have not been put into public domain, as most of it's generated by companies and uh, they don't publish the results. So all these results will be publicly published. And can you take me through the testing process and what and what's that like? Um, so we we uh, had these parts uh, coupons uh, machined or manufactured. Then they were hipped to close any porosity. Then they were machined into the different test coupons that were required. Um, and then we did all our cryogenic testing using a a supplier since we don't have that capability here, but we have a uh, extensive material characterization um, facilities here, and we've done all the high cycle fatigue where we cycle the, the coupon at 20 hertz and um, go from 100,000 cycles to uh, 10 million cycles and determine at what stress it, it breaks at what uh, life. And similar for low cycle fatigue, but at lower frequencies and, and shorter cycle times. Intensive is simply uh, um, take it up until it, it breaks in a simple tensile load. Can you take me through a sort of typical day for you? Is there a typical day, and what, what kinds of uh, work are you doing? Um, well, I have done most of the um, microstructural analysis, looking at the microstructure using a scanning electron microscope and an optical um, microscope, um, but I also oversee, we have a large team working on this, and I oversee the mechanical testing, the manufacturing, and um, I'm also performing all the fractography. So after the samples are broken, I look at the fracture surface and determine where the initiation uh, occurred of the fracture and how it propagated. And as we kind of wrap this up, what do you consider to be most exciting uh, about your work, do you think? Oh, well, it's been very fun to, to see this uh, 
project from the start to the finish to, to know that, that it's going into a part and, uh, and to, to see how it's fabricated and, and really the first few uh, tests were very exciting to see that it had the properties equivalent to what a conventionally manufactured type 6 floor part would have. Mm-hmm. And actually, can you go through with me too the kind of what do you mean by conventional manufacturing and, and what that was and how this has uh, been such a big improvement? Well, Type Six Four is is um, a cast and wrought alloy, so you would cast a a Type Six um, Four um, ingot and then you would uh, forge it into a, a disc or some some type of shape, uh, and then you would have to machine out the parts. And, um, it would be a very large piece of material where we, we made each of these samples nearly net shape. Well, great, Susan. Thank you for taking the time to speak with me today. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you.